Do you want to get cognitive dissonance streamed to your iPhone or BlackBerry? If so, download Stitcher free today at Stitcher.com. You are watching the beginning and the birth of the new world order. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. To me, it's pretty simple. A person either believes that God created this process or believes that it was an accident and that it just happened all on its own. They got together and swore a pact to the devil. They said, we will serve you if you'll get us free from the prince. True story. Uh, and and I, I also am an amateur paleontologist, so I've, I've spent a lot of time looking at the Earth's temperature over a very long time. It's a very sad life. It's part of Satan, I think, to say that this is gay. It's anything but gay. It's critical, I believe, to have a commander-in-chief who is a Christian-in-chief first and then is our commander-in-chief. Our forefathers founded this country on biblical principles, and they never intended the Bible to be removed from our schools. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 39 of Cognitive Dissonance, and we do not have a guest! We have had so many guests, I feel it. I know. Apropos to say at this point that you are just going to have to suffer with the two of us. <laughs> we say that every other time, too. So <laughs> I know. I actually feel like the guest. You know, I feel warm and welcome. This is like my safe place. So I feel like. <laughs> it's your whoopee. This is my this is my ice cave, you know, from. <laughs> this is your fortress of from solitude. Fight Club. <laughs> Although we did not have a uh, guest on this episode, I, we do want to uh, thank the friendly atheist and conspiracy skeptic just uh, posted their show. Yeah, we're going to be on uh, – we are on the latest conspiracy skeptic. What I like about that, Tom, is that most of his uh, most of his blog posts that deal with the previous people that were on have these huge lists of all these links of all the things that we talked about. Ours has four. And one of them is to us. So that tells you the, 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 the depth of knowledge we bring to that show is so low, it's almost you can't even see it. It's that low. Yeah, right. It's like, let me source your information. I provide no information. Yeah, we don't have any information. We just made jokes understand. the entire time. This is editorializing, yeah. kids. Yeah. That's... <laughs> but we had a fun time on, uh, on Carl's show, The Conspiracy Skeptic, and we're going to link to his show um, that had us on in this episode's notes. So if you want to find it, you can find it there. It's about an hour long, and uh, we just talk for the entire time. We kind of talk about our podcast, and then we get into mostly talk about uh, conspiracy based around the medical profession. It's rambling and unfocused yeah, it's just like this I mean, show. it's ridiculous. It's, ba- yeah. it's probably his worst <laughs> show because we were on it. So <laughs> through no fault yeah, of Carl's, yeah, we should it's emphasize. Not, it's not Carl's fault. It's just us. We were on it, so it's bad. 
This is terrible. This is from a story from the uh, uh, Daily Mail, although I've seen it in several other places. Um, Moroccan, uh, Moroccans demand change to Islamic penal code after girl 16 kills herself because judge forced her to marry her rapist. Uh, how, what do you say about this other than your fucking Islamic penal code is, is evil? It's right. just evil. When you look at a victim, and the only way that you can put the fact of this woman's uh, attack right in your mind is to have her become an honest woman by marrying the man who attacked and assaulted her. You know, she's a, they're basically this is um, creating a sex slave out of this woman. Oh, you, you were attacked and raped and, and assaulted? That's great. So now you can be his sex slave. Where's the downside for this guy, right? This guy is a rapist, and he has no downside. I don't know, Tom. I can't figure it out. I can't understand why this would even be available. The only thing that they the, – the kind of logic that they throw at you in this is that in this culture, if you're, a, if you're not a virgin when you're married, it's a really, really horrible stain on you and your family. So what they do is they marry them off to these rapists – so that at least the family can can recoup some sort of their their name in some way but that feels that's so fucking selfish of that family to be like oh you know what you should do is fucking marry your fucking rapist so that we look okay like what well, i mean you're a, you're a parent Tom would you ever say that to your child would you oh ever would that ever even God. fucking cross your mind to be like no, you know you no. fucking put us in a bad light here son so what i want you to do is do this horrible fucking thing to make us look good Right. You, you, you know, the thing is that cultures um, that have an honor tradition, that they will, they will do terrible damage to members of their own society in order to protect that culture tradition, in, in order to protect that honor tradition, rather. If you're so bent out of fucking shape about your honor being despoiled that you're willing to sacrifice your own child... Your system's fucked up. Your priorities are fucked up. And the, the very idea that somebody being attacked and raped renders them somehow damaged goods. Isn't that, isn't, don't, wouldn't, aren't you supposed to rally around that person? Can you imagine, Cecil, if somebody in, in our social circle were attacked? Would they, they would receive nothing but support. Right. Because... We surround ourselves with decent human beings, right? You, you wouldn't look at them and be like, well, they're fucking damaged goods now. But clearly that's, that's, that's the message of this, of this uh, uh, law is that in order to make the family whole, in order for the family not to feel damaged by the very presence of this d defiled woman, we have to marry her off to the first person who stuck a dick in her. That's it's a fucking it's it's awful and evil beyond reason and it's based in Islamic code. Well, and then and then what happens when you get married, right? You get married to this guy who's already abused you once. 
Well, what what do you think the fucking trend is going to be? I mean, oh my God. can you fucking predict this? Can't you just see that the trend is going to be that this guy's going to fucking defile you whenever he wants because now he has fucking permission from on high? And in the story, they're talking about how how the prosecutor actually fucking kind of tried to get her to do it. It's like, no, you should probably do this. You should probably do this. And the guy didn't even want to do it until he got told, oh, you're going to spend 15 years in the shitter. And he's like, oh, fuck. Well, I better fucking marry that little girl then because it's even worse because he raped a minor over there. So it's like, oh, well, and, and I mean, what kind of fucking society are you in that you're just like, oh, hey, you know what? You just fucking raped a minor child, a child, somebody who's not a fucking adult that cannot make adult decisions yet. You fucking raped them. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to give you a fucking get out of jail free card as long as you fucking make an honest woman out of her. Yeah, and, and he gets to not go to jail. So that's his punishment. His punishment is marriage. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, where are I'm we? Baffled. What is happening? What is? What could possibly be going through your mind to think that this is a good idea? This is—it's fucking baffling, and it's just evil. It's just evil. And you look at this and you say, "Okay, well, where does it stem from?" Well, it stems from your book, right? It stems from your holy book. Well, real fucking holy. Real holy, this guy gets to be a fucking rapist. He gets to walk free. He gets to abuse his wife. This woman gets to be treated like chattel. Mm, great. Great fucking book. Nice religion of peace. You fucking evil. You've got to stop looking at your society and saying what we need to do is keep it in the fucking, you know, in the Stone Age and the Bronze Age. You've got right. to look at your society and say, you know what? We figured out some shit since then. We figured out that men and women are equals. We figured out that you shouldn't abuse other people. We figured out that you shouldn't kill people for stupid, ridiculous offenses that do not warrant death. We figured this shit out. We have grown as a human race since then. Can't we all just agree that we've grown? And and that's the problem is they just don't want it. They don't want to do it. They want to they want to be so in fucking sconced in their own book that they've got to do this crazy shit to be fucking to at least feel fucking honest to themselves and their stupid fucking book. I don't think women have any hope of achieving any kind of equality or measure of peace. Um, as long as Islam is uh, used as the basis for any kind of a moral or legal code. Sure. No, I don't think so either. I don't think I, – I don't, I don't understand how you could possibly even support it if you're a woman. I don't know how you could. Now I just pray over this equipment. We speak over the PowerPoint presentations, the, all of the video projectors, and we we'll say, devil, we know what you love to do in meetings like this. And we say, you will not, in Jesus' name, you will not prevent this message from going out. No microphone problems in Jesus' name. This story is from the Dayton Daily News. I like this story. Abortion? Abortion? <laughs> Abortion foes to say exorcism prayers at clinic. I like this because the way it's written. It's, rip, it's written that, you know, they're upping the ante. That these, these protesters are upping the ante. Oh, we'll show them now. <laughs> you, you think you've seen praying. Motherfucker, you ain't seen nothing yet. Because we're going to say some exorcism prayers. Right, right. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. We're casting devils out of the abortion clinic now, bitches. Do they wear? I hope that they have like the full ensemble for this sort of thing. Like they have the guy in the full robes with the fucking big crucifix. They have the woman with her head spinning around outside. I hope the whole exorcism theme is part of this. I mean, I really do. I think oh, that fucking awesome. that's what you got to do, I think. I mean, I, I, there's no way to half-ass this. I mean, you've really got to bring the damage on this. You got to get the incense out. You got to bring your holy book. You got to put somebody on a bed. I think at some point and chant over them. Isn't that how that works? I yeah, I think there's some green soup involved. There has to be at some point. And heads spin around yeah. on swivels. Sure, yeah, it's, yeah. Somebody's head yeah. has to spin around. Cecil, can I can I read part of this prayer? Oh, fucking a, do because, it. I mean, I'm going to read it yeah, on sure. the podcast. Yeah, so yeah. anybody who's listening, yeah, close I just your want ears you to be prepared. If you're a devil, close your ears. I may be casting demons out of your your computer. Yeah. It might come out of your spam filter. It's out of your know. iPod. It just shoots Those out of Those guys yeah. just, they hide everywhere. Right. Seize the dragon, the ancient serpent, which is the devil and Satan. Bind him and cast him into the bottomless pit that he may no longer seduce the nations. I think, Do you think that's going to stop anybody from having an abortion? I think that's actually a man of war lyric. Like, fuck, are you serious? <laughs> yes, I guess if, you're, if, if the fetus happens to be a dragon. Right. <laughs> if it's a dragon, I want it out anyway. Right. <laughs> I would want to have yeah. it. I'd be like, she'd be like, baby, I'm pregnant. Whoa, really? With a dragon. <laughs> cool. How cool is Puff this? the magic fetus. <laughs> uh. I finally get a dragon. Are you kidding me? Like, I didn't even have to, like, roll a die or anything no, for this. No, no, you get your own dragon. Although, man, that's got to be hard to push out. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Got to be hard to push out. I heard this. I read this cool thing on uh, Reddit this week that I want to share uh, that I thought was really an interesting way to deal with people who protest at abortion clinics. Uh, this person drives by their local abortion clinic, and if they see people outside protesting, this person stops in their car, gets out, talks to the people for a moment, says, oh, you guys are protesting here, and they'll tell him why. He normally tries to get into a dialogue with them. I think that's probably a good thing. And uh, I wouldn't do it, but somebody else can. That's fine. And then uh, they, uh, he has this dialogue with them. And then he says to them, just so you know, there's five of you here. I'm going to go donate $5 for each of you to the abortion clinic. Uh, um, and he goes in and donates, say, 25 or $50, depending on what he has on him. And he does this every time he drives past the abortion clinic and there's people outside. So he says it doesn't normally rack up because they they're not out there every day. And – he winds up giving money for these people, and it actually makes it so their protest is is less useful to them because that the, the abortion clinic is actually getting more money because of of their actions. And I think it's actually a great way to handle it. Don't be confrontational. Don't be a jerk. Don't don't flip out at these people. Instead, just walk and be like, "I'm going to donate some money in your name." So thanks for protesting. Right. Every time I see you, I'm going to pay for an abortion. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm right. just going to. I'm going to. You know, it's like if you were wealthy enough, that would be actually pretty awesome. Be like, oh, how many of you are there? Five? Great. I'm going to sponsor the next five abortions. Yeah. Five free abortions. fucking free abortions. Yeah. I would have somebody with like a fucking sandwich sign and like <laughs> dancing like with, this, with oh, the no. arrow, like spitting oh, the arrow. please don't have like, them dress up because I don't want to think about what they're dressed up as. <laughs> they would dress like Dr. Uh, Giggles. Dr. Giggles. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so terrible. Oh, no. Oh One of them gosh. could be a dragon, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. One of them's got to be. We will. Ex- I'll tell you what. I if anybody 
has a dragon fetus. I will pay for that abortion. <laughs> I'm, I'm You'll down. Pay to I'll fucking write it. What, are you check. kidding me? <laughs> yeah, right. Although, no breastfeeding that thing. Oh, no. That's got that's, it. That's bad. That's formula. Yeah, sure. <laughs> formula 409. <laughs> that's. <laughs> Abortions for all. Very well. No abortions for anyone. Hmm. Abortions for some, miniature American flags for others. This is a story from the Texas Observer. Uh, This was sent to us by Al. Thanks, Al. (laughs) Al. This, I mean, we have to talk about it because it's actually a pretty moving story, but it's also pretty fucking unbelievably heartbreaking. You know, we've talked on this show before about these... um, uh, the the forcible penetration laws um, that have been trying to be passed where women prior to having a, an abortion procedure, um, they were forced to have a uh, sonogram um, or an ultrasound. And, you know, we talked about how the majority of, of these uh, abortions that are done are done uh, prior to 20 weeks, which means that the ultrasound would most often have to be internal. And so they'd have to be penetrated by law in order to have that. And we talked about that sort of in theory. Um, but this story is is a little different. The, this is a woman's story in Texas where she was forced to have a sonogram and have the procedure and the baby described to her in detail by a doctor, by law. Um, and this is, Cecil, a gut-wrenching story. It really is because, Tom, she wanted that baby. They went oh, in, so they, badly, yeah. Yeah, they went into this, they went into this uh, clinic. They didn't go to an abortion clinic. They went to the doctor. And they wanted to see their baby, right? You know, like, that's what they do. They're like, oh, hey, we're going to see our baby. And then the doctor sits him down and says, just so you know, I got to tell you some stuff. And the stuff the doctor was saying was that this baby is probably going to be developmentally disabled. This, pro- this baby is almost certainly going to need medical care from the moment it's born until it dies. Uh, it's not going to be a normal child. It's not going to live a normal life. It's going to suffer for its entire existence. And this woman is just torn apart because she doesn't want it. And they say it with the word abortion and she even shrinks. She just like shrinks away. Like, how could you possibly even say that? But she has to consider these options. Does she bring a child into the world that is suffering or does she uh, or does she, you know, wind up doing this procedure and getting an abortion and she chooses abortion. But since these laws make you hear the description of your child uh, inside the womb, he has to describe the child while he's looking at it. They have to wait. There's a 24-hour waiting period like it's a fucking loaded gun you're trying to buy. Right. It's just this awful bit to try to get people to shame them into realizing, hey, just so you know, uh, that could have been a baby if you would have waited long enough. So uh, I'm going to shame you into this because I'm pro-life. What I want to say to those people is, okay, that's fine. You're going to vote for this law to be in effect. You're going to make sure that all these women have to hear this description uh, that's already a difficult fucking decision on its own. You're going to make it more difficult for them. That's cool. You know what we're going to do is we're going to set up all the people that we murdered in war. We're going to have all their children come and describe their parents to you. 
How's that for being pro-life, asshole? You know what? We kill a lot of people in this world. We go out and go to other countries and fucking take them over like we did in Iraq. And hundreds, like a hundred thousand people die. And nobody blinks a goddamn eye over here. Everybody's just like, oh, whatever. Those people are too brown for me to give a fuck about. But you know what? The moment somebody's going to have a baby and has to make some horrible decision, you're going to fucking compound that decision? You're a fucking degenerate and I hate you then. I, I felt like you weren't clear on your feelings. Fuck those people, man. Really seriously. You know, yeah. you, you fucking, you wrap yourself in the fucking pro-life flag all day long, but it's only when it comes to fucking unborn children, unborn fetuses, whatever you want to call them. You're going to wrap yourself in that flag. But the moment you talk about real pro-life, when th- things are actually alive and you're killing them or you're not taking care of them, now you're not pro-life anymore. Fuck the homeless. Fuck those people in other countries that we go over and fucking drone to death. Like, fuck that. Why not put all those people together? Well, that's because I'm not fucking consistent in my fucking crazy fucking views. That's why. Yeah, it's not pro-life. It's pro-fetus. Right. And the, and, and, but that doesn't have the same ring to it, right? It doesn't have the same, same rallying cry. And, you know, to take a family like this... That's, that's going through what may be the most difficult thing that a family can go through. And, and to, they're involved in such an incredibly intimate decision that should only be made amongst themselves. Right. And should be, you know, private and privately held. And their grief is, you read this article and their grief is palpable. Right. You, you, you read it and it is, it is genuinely moving to go through this article and you think, and some fucking lawmaker, some asshole sitting in a fucking leather chair with no knowledge of this woman and her husband and how desperately she wanted this family and the, and the tragic circumstances of the fucking genetic lottery that is part and parcel of the human condition and the ramifications of that. What, she's supposed to bring this, this, this child in this story is uh, not going to develop properly a brain, spine, or legs. What... How much heartache, how much heartache for your policies? How much heartache for you to clear your conscience? For you to clear your conscience, she has to hurt and he has to hurt and their family has to be uh, devastated like this. And how long the consequences? How long is it when you, when you get over the grief of such a terrible decision that you have to make? To compound that is wrong, it's not a matter of whether or not you think abortion's right or wrong. It has nothing to do with that. To compound somebody's grief is just wrong. It's mean-spirited. And it's there so that other people can clear their conscience. Look, if you're, if you're anti-abortion, I don't care. Don't get an abortion. Yeah, I know. Don't get one. Just don't have one. It's like, you know, I don't think that's a good idea. I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to encourage my friends and family not to do that. Right. Okay. But to put to to enshrine into law something that compounds a woman's grief. Well, and and it's this guy who has, and you know, it's these. It's obviously, I think, a male-driven bill. I can't imagine this being pushed through by you know a group of women to say, you know, what we really need. You know, I think it's probably a male-driven bill. It's this idea that. 
that women need to be kept in their place. Women need to be shown that this is sort of their function on the planet. Right. Don't fucking step right. out of your function because yep. that's what you're made to yep. do. And and we're going to shame you every step of this process. And even yep. though in this article they say that they might not have had to describe the baby to her because she is in this position and they sort of put wrote this into the law – it doesn't matter. Abortion isn't an easy decision whether or not the baby's healthy or not. And abortion doesn't – decisions don't get made this late normally anyway. They get made much, much earlier. And to compound that decision to hurt the – to make women feel shame about that makes them not want to do it and it takes away reproductive rights from the women. You know, we don't have we don't have any kind of reproductive rights for for men. It's just wherever you fucking lay your seed is where it goes. You got a fucking baby. You got a fucking baby patch. It's like, hey, guess what? This I fucking I can fuck whatever I want. I could fucking grow as many goddamn babies as I want. And it doesn't matter if I don't make enough money to take care of them. You know, the state's gonna jump in and, and fucking help me out. You know, there's people out there that have fucking the males out there that just can't control their own unit enough and, and don't have enough brains and they fucking create a ton of babies. But there's no backlash against those people. There's right. no. It's financial at best, right. right? That's the only backlash. But you know, these the, women have to go through all this problem if they don't want to have a child. But yet, we'll sit and bitch about all these children on the welfare on welfare. You know, like get your fucking message straight. Just figure out what you want to fucking talk about. What your talking points are, because your fucking conservative, crazy social fucking politics is all over the goddamn map. You know, one hand you're pro life, on the other hand you're pro war, on one hand you're fucking anti welfare, on the other one you're fucking don't fucking get an abortion. Figure out what the fuck you want to do, because you're so fucking conflicted, it makes my head hurt. There's almost some cognitive dissonance there. I see what you yeah. did there, Tom. I like the yeah. uh, I like the Johnny Apple semen reference. You know, <laughs> we're just like just going about like, like an spreading orchard of children, <laughs> like everywhere. It's part of the religious war on women. Sure. that's going. Yeah, on, absolutely. You know, I don't understand how the religious war on women even works. They're a bigger voting block than men in this country. I know. It was a bad decision. Also, some men actually like women. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> well, I, I thought that the that the point of the church was to worship God, and the boy fucking was just incidental. No, it's just the other way around. The point of the church is the boy fucking. All the other stuff is just busy work. So this story is from the New York Times. Um, church puts legal pressure on abuse victims group. Um, <laughs> The Survivors Network, uh, there's a group called SNAP, uh, Survivors Network of Those Abused by Priests. Now, in an ideal world, that would not be a big group of people. Uh, Yeah. This is not an ideal world. Um, But the Roman Catholic Church um, is coming down pretty hard on SNAP. Oh, SNAP. And uh, a lot of people are pretty upset about it. What this is is really just legal bullying, right? The more money you have, the more you can tweak the legal system in our country to do what you want it to do. And that's really what this article boils down to. They're now getting subpoenaed to show records. And this could, uh, according to this article, could destroy the group because, you know, there's confidential stuff in there and they don't want it to be seen. And they're not even part of this case. But you know what? We have enough legal power and enough pull to to manipulate
manipulate records and to attack people. You know, a group like this, I think if you're a fucking responsible organization, you should embrace them. You know, if you're if you're part of the Catholic Church, you should look at this this group and be like, you know what, we're going to work as closely with you as we can because we're I, yes. horrified. We are horrified at what happened, and we're going to work as closely as you, with you as we can to eradicate this cancer that is filling up the the, the pastor spots and the priest spots in the world. We want to make sure we are as dedicated as you are to removing these bad priests. But instead, if you're fighting against them, what does that say about your organization? I don't, and that's what I don't understand. Why aren't they Why aren't they saying, fuck, I agree with you, I will help sponsor this group. I, I all the time, I get yelled at every day. So it's like part of my job. So it goes so much further when you just say, hey, I'm real sorry. When you, when you just, when you come out and apologize for a genuine error, whether it's your error or not, when you are a representative of an organization, when you just come out and you say, look, that shit was wrong, here's how we're going to help fix it. That goes so much further in, in creating yeah. a positive image yeah. of your organization. Instead, there's this like circle the wagons, you know, pull in tighter, defend against the hordes. It's like well, the hordes are inside the wagons. Yeah. They're fucking the kids in there. <laughs> Well, they're ruining lives. They're ruining people's lives. You think, you, you know, I, I I don't know anybody who would argue with me to say, like, if you were molested as a child, you're you're suddenly, you know, better off. There's nobody that says <laughs> that. You know, it's not like they're, yeah, they're enriching right. children's lives. They're destroying lives. And it's, you know, it's obvious that they're doing this. Why not just call for them and be like, hey— you know, you guys gotta, you guys gotta straighten up, and you know what? We're gonna help these people straighten up. And instead, it's just this, like you say, it's a big fight. Why is there a fight? There shouldn't be a fight at all. There's, because there's no other side of the argument, right? There's no two sides. This is a really cut and dry issue. Well, they just, they just deny it, and you're right. like, well, you can't deny it after a certain point. It's impossible to deny. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, we speak that. So this, I love this story too. This is from uh, La Crosse Tribune. Um, there was an Iowa high school that had an assembly. Um, and for that assembly, they had a group come in uh, to do like a like a singing group. This was for the Dunkerton High School. Um, and so, what were they called? The Junkyard Jesus? What was this? what was the name but, of the band? Yeah, it's Junkyard something. Junkyard Jesus or junk- isn't it like Junkyard Prophets? Junkyard Prophets. That's it. yes. Yeah. So they they hired the Junkyard Prophets. Now, anytime you hire the fill in the blank Prophets, yeah, probably not a good gotta thing. You got to think that there's a religious message. Sure, here. sure. Because remember the secular prophet. P-R-O-F. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look at that. It's Donald Trump, yeah. right? There's no secular prophets. Yeah. How would a secular prophet work? Who would be prophesying? I don't know. It doesn't happen. So they hire these idiots to come in, and these guys are fucking crazy as shit. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, we used to have a segment on Everyone's a Critic called The Critical Reinterpretation, where you would read some lyrics uh, from crazy fucking nutbag songs. I would encourage you now 
to go to the middle of this article and say, just read what they said here. People be freaking <laughs> when we speaking because we burn it up. The life you live in when you sinning because we tearing it up. <laughs> What's even being said there? What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> With the word that hot from the school of hard knocks going to break the rocks. We ain't stopping. The conviction's <laughs> popping. <laughs> Junkyard in the howl, how, how, house. <laughs> and the Holy Ghost dropping. <laughs> and then the next, the, the next thing is, quote, the kids were rocking out, Stanton said. I like this. It's like, with the word that hot. I think you accidentally a word there. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> you accidentally a word there. That's great. I don't know what happened with that sentence. These these people are functional illiterates that you had come I, sing at your school. I would think you'd want to get literate people in to actually sing at your school. I don't know. So I mean, that's just me. I've got to go over some of the highlights of the crazy shit that they did. First of all, they separated the men, the boys from the girls. Sure, of course you do. Yeah. It, Nobody does that. Well, unless you're fucking... Like, it's not sex act. Sure, unless you're crazy fucking evangelical and think that the boys shouldn't be near the girls, then, yeah, I guess you do it. Um, The leader showed images of musicians who died of drug overdoses. That's nice of them. They blasted other performers like Toby Keith for their improper influence. They told uh, the girls to save themselves for their husbands and assume a submissive role in the household. They also forced the women to chant a mantra about remaining pure. That's really awesome. What? Why would you hire these people? They're the junkyard prophets. Now, look, there's, both of those words don't lend you a lot of credibility. <laughs> Especially in a public school. So, and then they seem appalled. They seem shocked. The tone of the article is like, it's just, they're just like the administration and faculty just left scratching their heads in bewilderment, and, and, and shocked and astonished that this didn't go well. <laughs> you read through the article and you're like, well, yeah. what the fuck did you expect? Also, if you're the guy who's in charge of finding the people to do your thing at your assembly, hey, we're having an assembly. Cecil, you're in charge. Find us a guy. You know, we want it to be dynamic and entertaining, something fun for the kids. Would you would you actually watch the performance before you hired them? You would think you'd do a little research. I mean, that's kind of your fucking job. You know that whoever was hired for this spent their entire work week masturbating on the internet <laughs> and finally Googled who's available at the last right, fucking who's, minute. Who's available? Why do kids have assemblies anywhere? They're that bored? Can't you just show them television? I remember having an assembly, Cecil, about laser lights, and they just did a laser light show. And you're like, I didn't learn anything about lasers at all. I, remember, I just saw lights. I remember when I was a kid that we saw Jesse White's tumblers a couple oh, times. They, you see them everywhere, they come though. Out, they come out and they did their tumbling thing, which was awesome. Great. Good for them. Yeah. And then there was like a dance troupe that came out and danced. I remember that one. And I remember there was a, there was a comedian that did a, like a whole joke. He was basically just did jokes, like kid jokes. And that's what, that's what, ha- that's what you did. But I, was, I never really understood the point of it. Be like, okay, well, you got us all together where there almost certainly was going to be a fight in this 1,500-kid room because right. kids can't stop and sit still. So somebody's going to punch somebody else in the face. And then you're, you're in this giant room watching some idiot ham it up on – like ham it up in the middle talking about you know doing Bill Cosby jokes. Who cares? I don't understand yeah. what the purpose is. Like, school assemblies are always – just stop them. Just stop assemblies because we always do it wrong. Yeah. 
Well, because everybody who's a, who's planning these assemblies is 30 years older than the children. Right. Like the things that they think are going to be worthwhile are not going to be worthwhile to the children. And you're not going to book Miley Cyrus. You're going to book the junkyard prophets. Hey, that's hip and fresh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> They're fucking Holy Ghost dropping. I don't know if you knew. Well, what I know is we're going to take a break right now to give you all the information that you need to find us on our email, Facebook, Twitter, to call and leave us nasty messages on voicemail. And if you want to drop the Holy Ghost, we're totally cool with that. Oh, yeah. Drop yeah. the fucking drop Holy Ghost. Drop that shit like it's hot. Yeah. The Holy Ghost <laughs> is actually warm. He's fucking preheated. Right. Actually. Right. It's like a heat sink. You put him in your oven. That's how you can the, detect him with that fucking Egon sensor. That's why they yeah, go off. Absolutely. A lot of people don't know. Yeah, that they don't know. Because it's not true. And we just made it up. Like the rest of the show. You can email these assholes at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. For more information on this or any other episode, visit the Cognitive Dissonance website, dissonancepod.com. Like our show on Facebook to join in the conversation. Just search for Cognitive Dissonance in Facebook or go to our website for the link. You can converse with us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at dissonance underscore pod. Help us out by retweeting and reposting our shows. You can call us and leave us a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Long distance rates apply. Your help is fucking greatly appreciated. Cecil, Rick Santorum. I heard something this week, Tom, that scared the ever-loving shit out of me. And I'm just going to repeat it to scare you too. But this guy looked at me and he said, what do you think of a Romney ticket with Santorum as vice president? <laughs> and, and, and what happened was I pooped a little when he said that. <laughs> I think I just Santorum. Yeah, I mean, that's what happened. It, just, it was like anal leakage. It just shot right out of there. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's an Olestra. Yeah. That's, that's terrifying. <laughs> it is, isn't it? That's terrifying. Romney is the lesser-ish of the evils right. just because he's less crazy. Sure, sure. Santorum is just so so seriously off kilter. Right. And like listen to this. This is from foreignpolicy.com. Uh, um Santorum claimed that one in 20 deaths in the Netherlands are caused by involuntary euthanasia. First, I take issue with the idea of involuntary being used to describe euthanasia. That would just be murder. I know. It doesn't even make any sense. It's If, Cecil, if I'm asleep and you come into my house and you inject me with poison and I die, did you involuntarily euthanize me or did you murder me? <laughs> you murdered me, right? Like I'm not missing something right, there. Right. Now, now let's imagine I had a head cold and you're like, oh. His quality of life has really gone downhill. <laughs> and you did the same thing. It's still murder. He also said that elderly Dutch people wear bracelets and say, do not euthanize me. <laughs> I want one that says, don't tase me, bro. <laughs> and don't go to the hospital. They go to another country because they're afraid of budget purposes that they will not come out of the hospital if they go into it with sickness. Oh, come on. <laughs> what? What fucking world is that guy living in? I have no idea. It's not the real world because when you when you you know you actually do a little research, you figure out that he's not. It's not even remotely true. No, of course not. Like the Netherlands, 
The Netherlands people are not terrified of being euthanized by their government in the Netherlands or on Earth. Yeah. That's not a thing that happens. It's just not a thing that happens on the ever. Remember that time that didn't happen? That was always. Well, it's it's this fucking, it's this make shit up culture that we live in. It's this, right. you can make whatever up you want. He's trying to stir up people to, to make them think about Obamacare. That's what the context of this is. He's making them be like, oh, well, you know, you let in socialized medicine. They're going to kill you. It's going to be fucking Logan's run. You're 33 years old. Your fucking hand blinks and we're going to fucking put you in an arena and shoot you. You know, that's what's going to happen. Well, it's fucking ridiculous. It's a it's a stupid, ludicrous idea. And the only reason you're using it is to try to stir people up to get them to think differently about a subject because you have no facts on it. You don't have any facts to back it up. So you just make shit up. I like this part of the article. It's a matter of what's in his heart. He's a strong pro-life person. Fucking Press Secretary Alice Stewart. Just because you think something in your heart? Doesn't mean that the facts change. Well, here's a fucking newsflash. You don't think with your heart. <laughs> you think with your brain, motherfucker. You don't think with your heart. So the very fucking concept would be like, well, he just knows it in his heart. Well, that means that he fucking, he, he's making shit up. That's a fucking, right. that's translation for I made some shit up that I yeah. thought was true, that I just wanted to say so somebody would fucking change their mind on an issue. Right. Here's some things which I will say which match my preconceived beliefs. Well, those things aren't actually factual. Yeah, but they're in his heart. They're in his heart. It's so cute. I believe in my heart that if you read the Bible, you fucking burst into flames. That, and you do. And you do. That's That's true. why I don't read the Bible. It's true. It's fucking absolute. I believe it in my heart, Tom. You I will believe burst in my heart burst that into I flames. can fly. Yeah. So I am. after we're recording this, I'm jumping out my second story window. Put a big mattress down there. Hey, look, believing shit in your heart doesn't make things doesn't doesn't change Dutch medical statistics. That's not how it works. Well, and then what does that tell you about him? You know, what what is his fucking what is his debate going to be like? Well, I believe in my heart that we you know we fucking uh, that abortion kills you know baby most eighty percent of the babies when they're nine months old. Well, people are just going to believe it because he said it, even though it's not right. even fucking yeah. true. He right. could just – at this point, he could just say whatever the fuck he wants and it's somehow people under – people are like, oh, well, he said it, so it's got to be true. That's the type of fucking news cycle Well, we well the in. thing is that once you give this guy credibility, a certain number – a certain segment of the population is going to see him and think, well, he, he couldn't say that if he didn't have something to back it up. You know, he's running for president. Right. He's insane. This guy – He's also Cecil – Going to take away all of your prawn. Yeah, well, you know, there's no better way to get the voting block. You know, we said earlier that the voting block is mostly women. There's no better better way to motivate males in the voting block than to try to say, well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take away hardcore pornography. That's gone. Well, guess what? You're going to have a line around the block. The college kids, they're coming out in droves at this point. Right. Yeah, I'm sure that that's the way to get the youth vote or the penis having vote. Penis having <laughs> No kidding, right? Look, you're not taking away the porn, man. Like, what, no matter what your stance is on pornography, and there's some serious and legitimate criticisms of pornography that should be reckoned with, but it's just not going away. I mean, you can look. I, I, I was just watching something the other day that, like, one of the oldest forms of writing that's ever been found is dirty jokes. One of the some of the some of the oldest pottery. Is pornographic in nature. Sure. 
It, this shit is cross-cultural. It's cross all time. You know why? Because men and women like to see each other naked doing the nasty. You know, you, how are you going to get rid of the whole internet? The entire internet <laughs> is pornography. Every site is pornography. I wouldn't know Every, what else to do with the internet. I would be like, why do we even need it? Let's just shut it down. <laughs> I, just I don't know what to do with it. I'm like, well, I mean, I guess I could look up sports stats, but who cares? <laughs> it's just such a ridiculous idea. It's like, well, we're going to take away wheels. Yeah. We think wheels. Look, you can't roll that. There's some shit you just can't roll back. <laughs> There's some freedoms you cannot take away. Like every other internet page would just have cobwebs on it. Be like, well, nobody would ever use it. We'd just be like, huh? Well, I guess there's an internet, but I ain't gonna, I ain't doing anything about it. I ain't gonna go on there. He also said that the Obama administration's Justice Department favors pornographers over children. That's a false dichotomy if I've ever heard one ever, ever, ever. It's it's actually three things. It favors pornographers over Dutch euthanasia patients. Over the Department of Justice. Nice. So that's, I mean, it's like it's like a three alligator mouth thing going on there. It's like a crazy equation that he came up with. It's like a ring of Ouroboruses like linked right. together. Absolutely. Just like, ah, they're all eating their own <laughs> Everything tails. is eating itself at this point. And that's what happens on pornography a lot too. So, you know. <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> going to take away my porn. <laughs> You're out of your mind. You know, this guy is just so extreme. And the thing that we were talking, I was talking to some people yesterday, we were talking about Rick Santorum. And some of the things that were coming up in the conversation were, this is, you know, Tommy, you and I have said this many times, is that what the primaries are is really just a way in which to reach that crazy vote. Because the middle of the road people aren't voting in your primary. They don't give a rat's ass. Primary season comes and goes, and they could give two fucks because they're not going to probably vote in your primary. Because a lot of states, you have to be a registered person, and a lot of these pay places, the independents are really what swing the election. So these people are really just fighting amongst the crazies to be the fucking top crazy. And then we go to the to the general election, and then they have to become more middle of the road. That's why right. this works. How does Rick Santorum become middle of the road? I can't imagine the leaps he's going to have to make to actually become middle of the road to have a, you know, let's presume by some fucking crazy, like, turn of events that he's actually the nominee. What what happens? What does that debate look like when he's trying to be middle of the road? Is he just going to fucking short circuit on stage? <laughs> I mean, seriously, he's just going to be babbling, does not compute over and over and over again. This guy is a is a toaster in the bathtub of the intellect, <laughs> right? Like, totally he is. Just, he just sparks yeah. and destruction just everywhere fucking, he goes. Just mutilates himself. <laughs> So this story is actually from Fox News because, you know, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Wyoming Native American tribe gets rare permit to kill bald eagles. So I guess according to the uh, religious customs of these uh, tribes, uh, of this particular tribe, rather, in Wyoming, they need to kill a bald eagle. So the government's like, sure, your religion says you get to kill an endangered species. I can kill it. (laughs) My religion says I get to kill Santorums. Well, it, it, that's Where's so strange because you could just make any kind of religious demand you want. And as long as it falls within your religion, it's totally cool. Like we're allowing people to be like, hey, you know what? 
My religious decision means that I can kill a bald eagle. And we're gonna be like, that's fine. Well, there's a permit. Well, what if you're like a racist? Well, my my religious, I get to kill black people. Well, here's your permit. You know, you can only bag five of them. But you know, <laughs> well, what the fuck? Oh, no. What are we doing here? Why would you do that? I don't have any idea. This is respect for religion gone wrong. It really is. Like, I mean, I don't get me wrong. My my. Ability to get worked up over dead birds is really small. It's low. It's low, admittedly. But it really is. I mean, really small. But when you look at this, you say, well, well, wait a minute. Killing bald eagles is illegal for the everybody. Right. Unless it's it's a, a Native American tribe who gets to claim it for religious purposes. What? It's now socially preferable? Now we're like, well, before we all had agreed. We all made a pact, right? That's what a law is, is a pact amongst ourselves to say, okay, we have decided that we want bald eagles more than we want to kill bald eagles. So we are all going to decide that killing bald eagles is illegal. And we all fucking secret handshake on that shit. And the president finally signs right. it. And now it's a law. That's At least that's how I remember it. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless you happen to have some religious ideology which says that you can just slaughter shit that's illegal to slaughter. Then it's okay. Now it's okay. Well, they're still fucking endangered. We would just wipe them off the fucking face of the planet, but whatever. Whatever. It's the fucking national bird. It's on our icons everywhere. He's like, we fucking killed it. Why, what are they doing with it? Why is it so important to kill it? Do, do, does, does your God not love you anymore? Like, I, I died and I didn't kill any bald eagles. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it. Your God sucks so bad. <laughs> yeah, like you show, up, you show up at like... Stupidest childish God ever. And I was a good person and I took care of my wife and kids and I tried to do right and I tried to help. Did you kill any bald How eagles? How many bald eagles? Uh, what's a uh, zero no. U, bald eagles one? Sorry. <laughs> right. You're going to bald like, eagle hell where they, they look at you like for You eternity. can't even <laughs> defeat a bird. <laughs> well, I, think, I actually think that this might help... Um, People understand that giving people religious preference in this country is a bad thing. I think a story like this is great to show, hey, you know, religious preference is really dumb. And maybe we shouldn't give people religious preferences. You shouldn't have a a permit to kill bald eagles. You shouldn't try to fucking, you know, put little slogans and mottos on our fucking money, even though it's already on there. You can't put religion in schools. We can't pray. Because what are you going to pray? You're going to pray to the fucking bald eagle god if you're, you know, uh, you know, why don't we do that then? They're getting special rights here. Let's, you know, make sure that we institute a Native American prayer everywhere at every school. Absolutely. Fucking drum circles for everybody. Right. So, yeah, well, it's, 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 I think this is a great way in which to show the absurdity of giving religion a special choice. Some sort of special privilege it shows people hey maybe this isn't a fucking good idea so this story we're not going to spend a lot of time on. This is from MSNBC.com, but this is delightful to me. So Pope Palpatine, you know, is a big fashionista, it turns out. I had no idea because I don't care about the Pope. <laughs> but he has commissioned a scent, a cologne, if you will, to be created that only he is allowed to wear. Ooh, de Pope. Pope. It's called I Made a Popey. That's what it's called. <laughs> uh, 
I guess it's to cover up old man stink and rotten teeth. I have, I mean, the, this is a guy who wears <laughs> <That's awesome>. cherry <laughs> red loafers. He has the rotten teeth because it's all the it's all the candy that the children refused. <laughs> it is easy to take this from babies. <laughs> it is easy, easy especially to especially why priests distract them by fucking them. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there were some great comments on our on our page about this. Basically, people saying like what it smelled like. I thought they were very funny. It's hard to top some of those jokes. I don't. I mean, I, what does this smell like? What it, it probably smells like mothballs. Like that's the only thing I could think the Pope would actually smell like, or sweaty balls. Either mothballs or sweaty balls. I'm not sure which. What is the scent of irrelevance? You know, it's like one of those cones. You know, like what's the sound of one hand clapping? Yeah. What is the scent of irrelevance? Because that's what you spray on the pulp. Right. You just like walk up, be like, hmm, I need. And who's uh, really? He created it and said, oh, only I get to wear this. Why? You don't want to run into somebody who smells like you? You're already the only pope. I just hope it can con- contains pheromones to scare away children. That's all I hope. <laughs> I hope that immediately it, it triggers a fear response in all children and they just run away. Cecil, just look at this guy. Yeah, well, Everything about him would scare children. Yeah, there's children. a fear response I have just looking at him, and I'm a grown-ass man. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine this guy as Santa Claus? Oh, good He'd be Lord. the scariest Santa Claus. <laughs> you know what I can't imagine him as is the Wicked Witch of the West. Like, I could easily imagine him in a, point, a pointier hat than what he has on with, you know, he obviously has the ruby slippers already. <laughs> it clicks him to go to heaven. That's actually how he gets there to talk to... To talk to God. He's yeah. like, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. And he's sitting there in his, like, giant gilded Vatican room oh, clicking gosh. his fucking loafers together. Yeah. A ridiculous human being. You already got the fucking bulletproof car and the hat that's six feet tall and a scepter. And you live in a fucking Vatican. What is the Vatican anyway? It's a country, not a country. He is the Wicked Witch of the West, though. I mean, think about it this way. The only way to kill the guy is to drop a building on him. (laughs) (laughs) I I will only be moderately surprised when the flying monkeys surround him. Yeah. This guy's a a dummy. Well, you know, and who's paying for that? I have no idea. Couldn't you feed a kid with the money you spent on your fucking stink water, you dummy? Couldn't you fucking just, like, save a little money and be like, you know what? I'm going to buy fucking a kid in Africa a meal for the rest of the year with the money I right. just spent on my shitty cologne. Right. Yep. My fucking lime tree extract or whatever the fuck you're using. <laughs> Gotta fucking smell like something. He's a good man, yeah. Cecil. You see you know what you smell like? You smell like Scrooge McDuck, you gold-laden motherfucker. That's what you smell like. <laughs> <laughs> I find your lack of faith disturbing. (laughs) (laughs) So we did talk about uh, Coney on our last show, um, and I thought we were somewhat clear, but maybe we weren't clear enough. You know, we know that the whole Coney thing, Coney Island thing, is uh, controversial. Um, That, you know, the Invisible Children movement and the... You know, I've read a significant amount of the controversy over it. And, you know, the, the leader of Invisible Children, it's a, it's a two-star charity. You know, they're not a uh, transparent charity at all. I guess they have a strong evangelical uh, push, this Invisible Children yeah. organization. They got a strong evangelical push. And uh, I've even read that um, 
one of the things that they're uh, trying to do is get us to intervene in Africa just in order to proselytize to to Africa, uh, military intervention in order to sort of proselytize. And Coney's basically just the uh, scapegoat because sure. he makes for a pretty good scapegoat. Sure, absolutely. But he makes for a pretty good scapegoat because he's evil. If he was evil six years ago when, yeah. you know, he, he left – He's still evil now. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, they, they mentioned though, like, well, the money they're talking about going to Uganda. He's not even in Uganda anymore. And I'm like, that's fucking perfectly valid, right? Like, it is. And then, absolutely. And then also, the country there, like the, the the people that are in charge, are really kind of shitty people too, and they're doing some awful fucking horrific stuff. So Uganda, the the focus is off of what is really happening. And just today, there's an article from uh, NBC San Diego: Invisible Chil- Children co-founder detained. And I'm going to read the first. Uh, First part of this article, the co-founder for Invisible Children was detained in Pacific Beach on Thursday for being drunk in public and masturbating, according to San Diego Police Department. So this guy doesn't seem like he's very well balanced at all. No, no. Like, you know, I hear you. I do. Yeah. I hear all of those are all extraordinarily valid criticisms of the whole stop Coney. Yeah, movie. absolutely. They, they really are. So. Loud and clear. Yeah, and we were, you know, Tom and I were agonizing last time on whether or not to talk about it. The reason why we did is because we had some funny jokes that we wanted to say. But other than that, we really didn't care too much. And it was really more about Rush Limbaugh, I think, than anything else. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think, you know, I think we were we, – we understand that there's a lot of controversy behind this. And a lot of times – the, thi- the, the thing I think Tom and I were most uh, – the reason why we wanted to say it the most was because a lot of people – the most of the pushback on this, at least that's how it felt initially. Now, there was some valid criticisms that came out later, but the initial pushback on this time was mostly, uh, oh, you heard about it on Facebook, so therefore yeah. your opinion is invalid. And there was a ton of pushback like that, which just seems like a stupid fucking criticism. You know, no matter where you hear about something, it doesn't make it less valid because of the, the venue in which you heard it. Right, and it's it's part of that, and we talked a little bit about this. It's part of that, like you didn't love this band from their first EP, so you're not a real right. fan. Like it's that same mentality. Like, well, you you only started loving them after they became popular. Right. Well, I didn't fucking know about them before that. Yeah. What do you want from me? I have to know a thing before I can care about a thing. There was a movie too that Andy had sent us, and Andy had sent us uh, put posted this movie on Facebook, and it's from a show, uh, a British show that was actually really funny. So if you get a chance, go to our Facebook page and look for Andy's post uh, of the movie that he sent for Coney, and and it really does a great job of dissecting the whole thing and making a lot of funny jokes about it. So if you got a chance, watch that for sure. Really quickly, I just want to say to Stu, who sent us an email, please don't tell anyone else in the in the UAE that you're actually listening to our show. Yeah, I seriously right. no do not want you to mention this to anyone there because that can't go. That well for is you. not going to be a fun stoning. That's all I'm saying. It's not going to be an enjoyable time for you. But he says he can't get to the uh, Reader's Choice Awards from the UAE, and I would expect that that's probably because the page contains the word atheist. But I love that he can get to our I show. Don't know how though. the fuck that happens? They, they, we slip through the cracks because we're just unknown. But right. evidently they can't. He can't get to it. So uh, speaking of the Reader's Choice Awards, Tom. Um, 
if an, if a listener were so inclined to vote for in the Reader's Choice Awards, uh, all they would have to do, and I know you're very interested in this, so I'm going to mention it to you, Tom, because I know that you're sort of <laughs> really entrenched in this. All they would have to do is go to our website, dissonancepod.com, and in the lower left-hand corner is a giant logo, Reader's Choice Awards finalist. And there's also a link underneath. You could either click the image of the link, and you could vote in the Reader's Choice Awards for your favorite atheist or agnostic podcast of 2011. We are in the lead, but we are closing in now at the point where this is the last final push. Uh, the the award will be done uh, before next show, so we'll be able to tell you yes or no if we've won next show uh, because the award the it's going to be awarded on the 21st, I think, is the last day to vote. So we would encourage people, you can vote daily. We would encourage you to keep voting. Thank you very much to everyone who's voted. Uh, I'm going to stop taking up your time with it, but again, thank you for making sure that uh, that you voted in this in this poll, and we really appreciate it. So we got an email um, challenging challenging us to pronounce his name, Karadek. Karadek is that Karadek? Karadek, Karadok, I think. Karadok, Karadok, Karadok. I don't know. Whatever. We uh, we're yeah. fucking American, so maybe we pronounced Karadik. it right. Maybe we didn't. It's a Karadek, right? Yeah, sure. I don't know. Yeah. So he voted for us on the About.com poll. He also rated us on iTunes. We appreciate all of the ratings that we get on iTunes. Those really help us. Um, and. Uh, he also said that he is a Welsh Zambian mixed race listener in London. Uh, <laughs> Zambian, isn't that that stuff that I, makes you sleep? I don't. I don't think Zambia is a thing. No. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's real. I think you just made that up. I'm American, so I don't really know anything about where that would be. So, but we do appreciate the uh, we appreciate the email very much. Thank you, um, and we appreciate you uh, giving us a rating on iTunes. Anyone who wants to rate us on iTunes. You're more than welcome. Again, those help quite a bit. Yeah, they so do. They you. really do. So I got an email from Lois. Um, Lois, I, I I love this. She she really objects to, although she did vote for us in the Reader's Choice Award, she objects <laughs> to the isms um, of atheist or agnostic. She doesn't want to be an ism or an ist. And I understand Absolutely. that. And, and the thing is that atheism or atheist, it's not, it's not a thing. It's not really a thing. There's no word for... You know, unicorn atheists, right? Or any of the other things that you don't believe ist. Um, it just so happens that we live in a culture so pervaded by religious nonsense that to be not swayed by that bullshit has its own word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's a little insane. So, but Lois, I, I understand. Yeah. I do. I understand and I sympathize with your desire to not be pigeonholed into that nonsense. We got an email from Patrick. Um, I really appreciated this email. Patrick, your, your email really kind of made my day. You know, he he said that uh, we're good examples of the mythological moral atheists. Um, and I think that we've talked about this on the show, and I think that our listeners would agree that this idea that you need religion, and the religious people harbor this oh, yeah. idea, and they try to spread it amongst themselves, that, that religiosity somehow is required in order for uh, there to be morality and morals. Um, I think that's, that's utter tripe, um, and it's it's totally unsupported by the facts, which we attack every week on this show. Got an email from Deb who just found us on Stitcher and and just wanted to say that uh, you know she's both a mom, a wife, and an atheist, and she likes uh, she likes the show quite a bit. So thanks for listening, Deb. We appreciate it. We got an email from Terry. Terry just finished listening to the entire back catalog, so I just <laughs> want to give you my condolences. Yeah. And yeah. uh, the Guinness Book will be contacting you very soon because I think you're the only person to actually endure that. So you'll get the masochist of the year yeah, award absolutely. for sure. Uh, but Terry, so. uh, Terry sends a nice email, and he also says uh, that he has 
a blog. Now, Terry, send us a quick email if you want us to put a link to that blog on our site. I don't want to announce it or mention it. If you don't want it sent to people send over there, that's fine. But if you don't mind, we'd like to share your uh, share your link. So if you would like it, uh, we can put it on our blog. Or if you want, Terry, you could just log into Facebook uh, and post it directly on our wall, and uh, and people can go to it from there. It's a Tumblr site, and uh, and and Terry has all kinds of very amusing stuff on there. So thanks again for listening, Terry. So next week uh, is a big week for us, Tom. We are going to have our first bromance on here. We're going to have <laughs> dumbass from Dumbass Guide to Knowledge uh, and uh, the Invisible Sky Monster podcast. He's going to be on our show next week. Uh, it's going to be really exciting to have a uh, dumbass who found us pretty early on and, and was a pretty vocal supporter of us, and I'm really looking forward to that. So that should be Absolutely. a lot of fun. It should be a great episode. So yeah. As opposed to the other 39 that we've put out. Yeah. <laughs> so. so we're going to have dumbass on next time. Remember to check out the Friendly Atheist blog from last time, and also remember uh, to click the link for the uh, the Conspiracy Skeptic for this up, uh, for the episode that just came out, which we're on. And, uh, and as always, uh, thanks for listening, and we're going to leave you with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council.